So what is Joseph Comes to Town? Why did I write it? Are these stories and characters real, or where did they come from? Well, I'm Paul, and I can answer those questions. I wrote the book, and I narrate the audiobook. And I'll share all of that that I can here in the Joseph Audiobook Series Commentary. Hope you enjoy. If you have questions you'd like to ask and have me address on these commentaries or in a live group, you can do so on our NPE Patreon page or contact me through my nonpartisan evangelical podcast site at npepodcast.com. Okay, get ready to hear insights, funny stories, and my deep thoughts on Joseph Comes to Town, the commentary, right now. Hi everybody, this is Paul. This is my commentary on section 4, which is chapters 17, 18, 19, and 20. And we start with chapter 17, a gala event, or a gala event, if you will. And it's a chapter I really love because we really get to focus in on Patty, who is really my favorite character in the book, because she just gets to say what everybody else would kind of want to say. She just is, is Saul's inside voice coming out but we also see her backstory and we see the battle she's having a little bit with alcohol which I, I probably could have developed that more in the book I sort of regret that I didn't as I look back at it but I just think she's such an important part of the story and and I think I've said before in my commentaries Patty was a pretty minor character when I first wrote the book but I just fell in love with her when I, I guess I should say when I wrote my early drafts, but I fell in love with her as a character and just made her more a part of the story. And I think she's become really important. And so as we're seeing her backstory and we're seeing her pain and, and her battle with alcohol and how that, that causes a little bit of tension between her and Saul, we also see how real her angst toward the evangelical church is and how people like Matthew and Hal have subjugated and, and sold their integrity in exchange for capitalism and, and doing what profits them or getting back at their enemies in Matthew's case. And, and we really see how that's starting to grate against Andy, who's the mayor that really wants to do good things and recognizes that his prayer meeting buddies aren't really as interested in doing good things as they are winning. And Hal, who just flat out is, is evil and will do anything to, to get a profit. So I love that part of chapter 17. And then we have our first interaction between Joseph and Patty, which is going to have some significant moments down the line as well. So I love that from chapter 17. 18 is Beckering. We have a problem. Now we're going to start to get into a little bit of the conflict that you see Saul constantly wanting to try to avoid conflict with his board members and these guys that are that he he looks at them and says hey something is wrong here but he's just afraid to confront him and we're going to start to see how that is more and more be, going to become a problem for him and he's not going to be able to continue to do that and and what I love in this whole part of the gala event is how you see how claiming himself to be a Christian claiming himself to be righteous but he gives himself permission to be a drunk really in public and and still be self-righteous against others and how he he openly 
will make Elsa feel otherized, marginalized in something else and how he feels justified in doing that because he's this righteous guy and she's this gay person. And so, of course, he gets to do that. And at the end of this chapter, we see them starting to plot into something that even Saul is saying, hey, no, we're not going to do that. We're not going to have this illegal meeting in my office. So again, that conflict is starting to be set up. And the line I really love from this is you see how how really these guys, Matt and, and Hal, may believe they're doing good things. But Matthew's very honest when he says, this is big boy politics here. This isn't a race for junior high president. And he makes the statement that, you know, to make an omelet, you're going to have to break some eggs. And so they're admitting out loud, yeah, to, to win this power game that we think is so important, um, you have to give up your integrity at some point. And, uh, and again, for Saul, who really believes he's doing God's work, this is going to continue to be a grind and a conflict. So then we go into chapter 19, which uh, which is another chapter I love because it's a little bit of the history of my hometown of Fresno. There really is a benefactor who gave money very selflessly. And at times people say, well, why did he waste his money to do that um, when he, he could have done something else with it? And in that learning of that history, um, we get to see the exposure of the generosity of an Adam elder versus the the just pure selfishness and self-righteousness and self-interest of a Hal Beatty. And also this idea of like, oh, there's something coming before the city now. And we kind of got a hint of it back with Becky, but now we're starting to see it flesh out more. Uh, and Hal's going to do something that's a little untoward. And even Saul is saying, hey, Remember that little heart-tugging story you said about your father wanting to have a farm out there and that's what you're going to do? And now you're going to come back to develop that land? And we're starting to see the how, again, the things that Saul has been able to excuse, he's going to have to start dealing with now. And the last thing that I love about this chapter is the introduction of the idea of a generation that that couldn't care less about taking care of future generations. And and I love you boomers, but I see this in your generation. It's all about making sure social security is safe for us. It's all about making sure the economy is great for us. And if we have to run up massive deficits to do that, well, who cares about those future generations? And we've run up this massive debt and haven't built any infrastructure for future generations with it. And I call it a Hezekiah generation. And I would challenge you boomers that are listening to this. Is that the truth of your generation? I read an article years ago that called the boomers a locust generation that that just devoured everything in its past and leaving nothing for those behind it. And I would challenge your heart to say, is that us? Are we a Hezekiah celebrating that our sins are going to be visited on our children? And of course, Climate change is, a, is an issue that ultimately is the ultimate. Do you care about future generations or are you fighting for yourself? And so, boomers, I know you may agree with uh, disagree with a lot of that, but I would challenge your hearts to say, is that us? Are we a Hezekiah generation celebrating that our sins are going to be visited on our past? And then chapter 20 is a fun one because now... Um, Joseph is going to turn his target onto Elsa a little bit here and start to say, hey, you guys have your own religiousness in here. And and the issue of the cake maker. And, and for me, that was a little bit of a tough one because the idea of a cake maker being Christian, causing them not to make a cake for a gay couple makes me really angry. 
it makes me really angry. I think it is the opposite of rep, of representation of who Jesus wants us to be. Make the cake if you and and let your generosity and the goodness and loving these people. What what if those people knew it was a Christian cake maker and they had even gone in there to, as an attack on that cake maker and that cake maker was so generous and so kind and so took care of them that they said, "Wow." You guys aren't what we expected Christians to be at all. Instead, they got exactly what they expected, that the Christian would be self-righteous and cut them off. And that really makes me angry because I think it's such a poor representation of the gospel. But here I take that instance and I turn it on Elsa and I say, what about you guys? Are you not wanting to punish that cake maker? You wouldn't do that to a kosher, uh, a, a, kosher, um, a kosher deli. You wouldn't make them... Uh, you wouldn't make an African-American chef serve a white supremacy group. So why are you guys trying to attack and destroy this company? That tells me you've entered into a little bit of a religious agreement as well. And and Elsa feels very justified to, with great swear language that I loved putting into the book. I wish I had put more in it looking back now because it does offend the religious demons around us sometimes. Um, you see her saying, that's BS. And, and you can't say that to me when these people were so mean to me. And I think it's a really good challenge to say, hey, environmentalist, has now it become about punishing capitalism rather than your initial goal of saving the lizards and unions? Are you really protecting the workers or are you just trying to win wars now? And so that's a challenge for all of us. Have I have I entered into a religious mindset that now I'm trying to win and gain power rather than than doing what I would do? I'll tell you one thing. Other thing, as I finish the chapter, um, I had Joseph, you know, point Becky to a church and point Elsa to a church after their interaction. And honestly, on the journey I'm on, I'm, I might not have those parts in the book now because I know that was a little tough for some of my friends that read it, like. Why do they have to go to church? If they're having an experience with God, Father God, as, as Joseph calls him in here, why do they need to go to a church where they're not going to be safe? And and honestly, if I were doing it now, I might not put that part in there. The church has always been an important part of my life. But I'm starting to reconsider that church may look very differently on the other side of life where we are now. So honestly, I just thought I would pass that along. If, if I was writing this book again, I, I might not point them to the church. Um, because I would not want them to go to a church that doesn't make them feel safe. The idea in chapter 20 here is that Pastor Christian Anderson is going to be inclusive and acceptive, accepting to Elsa. So I, I might leave it in there. Who knows? But that's section four, chapters 17 through 20. And love your questions as you hear this. Put them in the comment section or private message me. And uh, just let me know what you loved about this section and uh, any questions you might have for me or even any challenges of like you, you didn't think that was good. And I would love to hear them. So that's our exclusive. Uh, remember, join my Patreon community if you haven't already. Probably if you're hearing this, you had to join the Patreon community to hear it. But if not, uh, the, the rest of the section, sections 5 through 10, will all be on Patreon. If you go to npepodcast.com, click on that Patreon button, you can join us there. And I want it to be interactive. I want to hear from you, and I would love to set up some discussion group times, as it talked about in the intro, and have us talk about this book together. So thank you for listening. I want to hear your feedback. I want to hear your thoughts. And I want us to enjoy this thing together. One other thing. If you're enjoying the book, if it's speaking to you, if the message is real, 
Would you tell somebody about it? Tell somebody about the audiobook series or encourage them to buy the book. I really want the message to get out. I don't I don't need to get rich and famous from the book. But I guess I would like to be famous a little bit just because I want the message to get out. I want people to hear there's a little bit of a different message out there that can come from evangelicalism than this sort of crazy right-wing stuff you've heard before. Okay, would you do it? Would you pass it on to a friend? I would really appreciate it. All right, bless you guys. Remember, npepodcast.com is the place where all the resources are. Click on that Patreon button to join our Patreon community. All right, love you all. We'll talk to you soon. Okay, that's it for this commentary. Check out our next live discussion group on our NPE Patreon page. I'm Paul. Until next time, just know this. God is not mad at you. In fact, God thinks you're pretty amazing. And so do I.